Welcome to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. What's up? I'm so excited you're here for today's episode because today we are chatting about something that is one of the most biggest misconceptions I hear and something I also thought, which is you don't need to get a period or you don't need to ovulate unless you want to get pregnant. And that is so not true. So today I'm going to going to be talking to you about why you need to be ovulating for your overall health, whether or not you want to have a baby now or ever. And then I'm also going to teach you how to track your ovulation to make sure that you're actually ovulating because getting a period like actually bleeding is not a sign of ovulation. That could just be a withdrawal bleed, meaning you had enough estrogen to shed your lining, but you didn't actually ovulate. So if you missed last episode, number six, 16. Go back to that because that was kind of part one of this, which is talking about are you paying attention to your period and how to actually start tracking it. So if you missed it, go back to that first and then come back here. But okay, I'm going to just dive right in. So ovulation is the only way you make the hormone progesterone. And that's why it's so important regardless if you want to get pregnant or not. Of course, progesterone is a hormone that's needed to actually hold on to a pregnancy, which is why it's really important to actually get pregnant. But the reasons why it's important, even if you don't want to have a baby, is because it's beneficial for your energy, your libido, your mood, your insulin response, your thyroid, your skin, your hair, your metabolism, like so many important factors for your overall health because progesterone is really essential for your brain, your immune system, and your detoxification enzymes. It's also essential for healthy reproduction, for your periods, how it acts on your breasts and your uterus, all of that stuff too, but it does so much more than that. So I'm going to dive into seven ways that progesterone is, or seven reasons why progesterone is so important. And then, like I said, I will teach you how to actually track your ovulation to make sure you are ovulating. So number one reason why, well, it's not in order of importance, but the first one I'm going to be talking to you about what progesterone does and why it's so important is that it boosts your energy. And it does this by stimulating the thyroid and amping up your metabolism. So that's why, what you're going to learn at the end of this, that's why your body temperature will go up a half a degree after you make progesterone, meaning after you ovulate. And that also relieves your adrenal fatigue, which what's really the like technical term for adrenal fatigue is HPA dysregulation. And the reason why it relieves that adrenal fatigue is because it stabilizes the communication between the hypothalamus and your adrenal glands. And if you don't know what the hypothalamus is, it modulates the endocrine system, which is the basis of our hormonal system, through its connections with the pituitary gland. So it's all connected to our adrenal system. 
I mean, sorry, to our endocrine system, okay? So number one is that it boosts energy by stimulating your thyroid and revving up your metabolism, which who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want more energy and a better metabolism? Okay, number two, it soothes your mood and it rescues sleep, meaning it like, you know, it makes sleep better because it stimulates the sleep centers in your brain, which is so important for combating PMS insomnia. So a lot of people will say like before they get their period or during that time when most people experience PMS symptoms, which could be the week or two before you actually start bleeding, they have a hard time sleeping. And that could be from low progesterone levels or from not ovulating because ovulation is the only way we make progesterone. So another reason why we want progesterone, again, even if you don't want to have a baby, you do want a good mood and you do want to sleep. Number three is it nourishes your hair and it clears your skin up. Because the reason why it does that is because it reduces male hormones, which are known as androgens, such as testosterone, by inhibiting an enzyme that's called 5-alpha reductase. So if you don't, you're like, I don't really care what that enzyme is called. I just want to know why it helps my hair and skin. And what it does is by inhibiting that enzyme, the results is it has your hair on your head grow faster, but it gives you less skin oil, which is called sebum, okay? And it gives you less breakouts. So if you're someone who's really experiencing a lot of acne, of course, there are nutritional things going on in there too. But if you're struggling with your hair health and your skin health, low progesterone, meaning and ovulatory cycles, like you're not regularly ovulating, could definitely be a piece to that puzzle, as well as some thyroid issues. There are a lot of things that can go on with it, but it's all connected, and ovulating is so important for making sure that we really are nourishing our hair, our skin, our mood, and energy, which are the ones we just talked about. Okay, so those are three we went over so far. Boosts energy. It soothes your mood and rescues sleep. It nourishes your hair and clears your skin. Number four is it lightens people. Periods. So if you're someone that has really, really heavy periods or it's really clotty, that's a sign of excess estrogen. And when we have excess estrogen, there was also another term called estrogen dominance. I don't particularly use that term because on a blood test, it could come back saying that your estrogen levels are normal, but... If you have more estrogen, meaning excess estrogen, in relation to your progesterone, it's going to cause symptoms such as heavy periods and painful periods and mood swings and bloating, and that's because progesterone lightens your periods up. And of course, we don't want it to be too light because then that could mean a sign of not enough estrogen, but it lightens it so it's not extremely heavy. So if you are having really heavy periods right now, that's most likely a sign that you don't have enough progesterone and you have too much estrogen. So progesterone also lightens your period. And the reason why it does that is because it counteracts the estrogens like stimulating effect on your uterine lining. So they kind of, they're yin and yang. So estrogen will um, increase your blood flow or make it like a heavier period and progesterone will lighten that up. So that's number four. Number five is it prevents autoimmune disease, which is so huge because that's something that's very common right now. Some autoimmune diseases such as Hashimoto's, which I actually did a whole podcast episode on that. I believe it was episode number 13 um, with Samantha Gladish. I will link it in the show notes. If you are someone who is experiencing hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that one. But progesterone helps prevent autoimmune disease because it modulates our immune function by reducing inflammation and it increases our detoxification enzymes, which is so important, especially for the modulating our immune function and reducing inflammation, especially now with COVID and you know, flu season and all this stuff, we really want to make sure that our immune system is 
at its highest function and having healthy progesterone levels is just another piece to that puzzle. So that's number five. Number six is it builds bones and muscles. And it does that because it stimulates bone building cells, which the like technical term for that are called osteoblasts. And it helps the growth of new muscles. So if you're someone who's like working out, you're exercising, but you're not seeing any muscle growth, or maybe you have um, a history of osteoporosis in your family or and your bones are really weak, that could be also from low progesterone as well as other things as well. But right now we're just talking about progesterone levels. So that's number six. And number seven is that it protects against cancer by counteracting estrogen stimulating effect on the breast and uterine tissues. So a lot of times if you are someone who has really excess estrogen for a significant amount of time, that could increase your risk of breast and uterine cancer, especially if you're going through a lot of cycles where you aren't ovulating and you're not making progesterone. So you just have so much estrogen and you don't have enough progesterone that could increase your chances of breast and uterine cancer, which is why it's so important that we talk about this and we talk about how important it is to get a regular period and to be ovulating regardless if you want to have children or not. And I have so many clients and I am also someone who experienced this where we go to our gynecologists, we tell them, oh, I, I don't really have a period. I'm only getting a couple a year or I'm not getting any at all. And they're like, okay, it's fine. Like you only need a couple a year, a, a couple of periods a year. When you do want to have a child, come back to me and you know, we could put you on some medication to help increase it. It's like, first of all, why are we just jumping right to medication? Why aren't we talking about anything else like nutrition and lifestyle, which are the things that actually help your period and your hormones, but also just because I don't want to have a baby doesn't mean that I shouldn't be ovulating because not ovulating and not getting a period isn't allowing me to have this energy, help my moods, my sleep, my hair, skin, lighter periods. You know, again, this is if you are someone who is actually getting a period, but helps prevent autoimmune, builds bone, protects against cancer. Like some people don't want to have children, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be ovulating. It's so important that we talk about this and that we are paying attention to our period, which again, if you missed that episode, go back to number 16 and check that out. And that we're making sure we are ovulating for our overall health. It's not just about getting pregnant. It's about our overall health. So a lot of my clients come to me and they're being proactive, which is amazing. They're like, I'm having some period issues right now, but I don't want to get pregnant right now, but I feel like it might be a good time to start caring about it. I'm like, yes, it's never too early to start caring about your fertility and your cycle, even if you never want to have kids. So if you walk away from anything from this episode, I hope you take away the fact that having a regular period and ovulating is crucial for your overall health, even if you never want to have a child or it's not even something on your radar. So Please take that away and make sure that that's getting um, sunk into your brain because it's so important and it's something I never thought about. I was never taught. My gynecologist never made a big deal out of it. So I'm assuming you probably had the same reaction from your doctor or the same experience. So now I'm going to talk to you about how you can actually track your ovulation, which, well, first of all, let me just go through again why it's really important. Ovulation is the only way we make progesterone. And the benefits of progesterone are it boosts your energy, it soothes your mood and increases your sleep, it nour- or increases the ability to fall asleep, it nourishes hair and clears your skin, it lightens periods, it prevents autoimmune disease, it builds bones and muscles, and it protects, protects against cancer. So the next time your doctor tells you it's not important, give them this list and be like, oh, I'm pretty sure that it is, <laughs> okay? All right, so how to track ovulation. I'm going to give you two ways you could do it. 
Number one is by tracking your cervical fluid. So of course, we always have some type of fluid or a lot of times just going on down there, but there are specific times that and a specific type that you want to look for to let you know that you are leading up to ovulation. So before ovulation, a few days before, you should notice a, uh, an egg white consistency in your cervical fluid, and it's uh, that's like stretchy. I've talked about this in a previous episode too, but these are signs that you're leading up to ovulation. And the reason why our body does that is because it makes it easier for the sperm to actually get to where it needs to go. Um, But again, even if you don't want that to happen, it's still important that it's happening. So check for cervical fluid. Look for that egg white consistency and it's like pretty stretchy. And if like you get it on your hand or if it's on toilet paper or whatever, it will stay wet for, you know, a minute or so. It won't dry up because it's very stretchy. It's, it's like, it literally looks like straight up egg white. Okay. So that's what you're looking for leading up to ovulation. So if you are someone who's not on birth control right now and you're worried about getting pregnant, of course, I always recommend using a barrier method like a condom. But if you start seeing this egg white consistency, you'll know, okay, we need to be extra careful now because I'm leading up to ovulation, which means I'm very fertile at this time. So that's number one, checking your cervical fluid. Number two is tracking your basal body temperature. And in the show notes, I put a link to the basal body thermometer that I use and recommend. So you can get it if you're interested. But this is something that you will do every single morning. So it's a little thermometer, just looks like a regular one, but it's important to get a basal body thermometer because it tracks at more of a like tenth of a degree, which is important. And I'll tell you why in a second. So every single morning before you even get out of bed, you roll over, you take your temperature and it syncs up to an app. So you don't have to like remember it. But the reason why this is important is because you will notice a spike in your temperature after ovulation. And that is because like we talked about in one of the reasons why it's really important for us to have progesterone is because it boosts our energy by stimulating our thyroid and amping up our metabolism. But that's the reason why our body temperature goes up. So progesterone actually makes your body temperature go up. So when you are taking your temperature every morning and all of a sudden you see a spike in your temperature, that lets you know that you just ovulated. So again, if you are tracking it to either get pregnant or not get pregnant, know that once you see that spike, that means you already ovulated. Like ovulation already happened because ovulation is how you make progesterone and progesterone increases our body temperature. So before you ovulate, your temperature will be between like 97 and 97.7 degrees. And then after you ovulate, that temperature will increase about 0.5. So it'll be in the 98.2, 98.6, like around there, that range. And it should stay that high temperature, the 98 range, for until you get your period. If it, it needs to stay high for at least a couple days, at least three days to show that you definitely ovulated, if it dips back down after that to the 97 range, it still means you ovulated if it was high for at least three days, but it also indicates that you have low progesterone levels, which is then something that you would want to tackle and work on. But the main thing that I want you to get out of this is you're testing your temperature every single morning before you get out of bed, you literally roll over, you check it, and it's important to check it at the same time every morning, give or take, you know, 15 minutes, half hour. If you are doing it a couple hours um, before or after that you usually do, it's not going to give you an accurate number. So just so you know, and, and again, if you're not too like you know worried about it it's not that big of a deal but if you really want to be accurate about it it needs to be about the same time every morning and there are things that could fluctuate the number such as if you weren't fully sleeping for the two hours before you test it like maybe you got up an hour before to pee it could alter the numbers a little bit but in general as soon as you wake up take your temperature 
before ovulation, it'll be about 97 to 97.7 degrees. And then after you ovulate, you'll see an increase in temperature. So it'll be in that 98 degree range. It should be about 0.5 degrees higher. So if you are not seeing a spike in your temperature, but you are bleeding, that's letting you know that you're not ovulating. Your body is just withdrawing from, it's like an estrogen withdrawal. You had enough estrogen where your lining needs to shed, but it's not a result of ovulating. So it's really important to track this stuff because you could be getting your period and thinking like, okay, I'm great. I don't need to worry about anything, but you might not be ovulating. You might be, but you don't know if you're not tracking it. So Again, even if you don't want to get pregnant, I do highly recommend tracking it so you can make sure that you know you're ovulating, especially if you're someone who does have PCOS like I do. It's very common for us to go through cycles of anovulatory cycles, meaning you're not ovulating. So it's important to stay on top of it to make sure that you are ovulating in order to get all those benefits that we need for our overall health that progesterone gives us. So again, after ovulation, it'll go up to that 98 range and it needs to stay high for about three days And then it should stay high the whole time until you get your period, and that will show that you have healthy progesterone levels. But if it's it's high for three days and then it dips down, you still ovulated, but it means that your progesterone levels are low. And things that could lower your progesterone levels even after you ovulate are lack of sleep um, and tons of stress. Those are the two things that really um, strip us of progesterone because when we are really stressed out, it increases our cortisol levels, and our body uses progesterone to make cortisol. So if you are over-exercising and your cortisol levels are like real jacked up or if you're really stressed out so they're always really high, that's going to strip you of progesterone so your body could make enough cortisol to keep up with the demands that you're putting on your body. So that's it. Your, your cervical fluid, it should be an egg white consistency leading up to ovulation. And then after ovulation, you are tracking your basal body temperature and you should see a spike in your temperature after you ovulate between, it'll, it should be about 98 in that range after ovulation if it shows that you did ovulate. Now, if you just get a random spike and then it goes back down, that does not mean you ovulated. It needs to stay high for a minimum of three days. Um, and again, I put in the show notes the link for the basal body thermometer that I love. There's all links in here with research that I found all this information. One of the books that I love that has a lot of information on this, which is the period repair manual that I've talked about before by Dr. Lara Bryden. So the biggest thing I want you to get out of today is even if you're someone who is not thinking about ever having a child or you don't want one right now, it's still very important to track your period because we need to know that you're ovulating so you can make progesterone because it's so important for our energy, our mood, hair, skin, autoimmune disease, bones, muscles, protecting against cancer, all this stuff. So please track it. Make sure that you are ovulating. It's going to be so helpful for your overall health. And then it could let you know if you're not ovulating, then you need to do something about it. And then you're like, oh, okay, if I never started tracking it, I wouldn't have even known that I wasn't ovulating. And if you are someone that eventually does want to have a baby, finding out about that now and doing something about it now is going to prevent so much stress and possible infertility issues leading up to getting pregnant. If unless you, if you just wait until you want to get pregnant, you try and then you're like, oh shit, I'm not ovulating. I didn't even know this whole time. So that's my advice for you. That's it for today. Again, if you missed last week's episode, definitely go back because it kind of preceded this one and it's important for you to check it out. But that's all. I hope this was helpful. As always, please DM me. Come share the podcast with whoever you think would need this Um, because if you liked it and you know someone who's similar to you, who's interested in Um, increasing their health and really figuring out their hormonal symptoms and their hormonal issues, please share this with them. I so appreciate it. And I'll chat with you next week. 
Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.